Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. All right, parents, welcome back to The Journey. Dan Panetti. Uh, I've got Kaylee Lockett, um, and you are a licensed professional counselor uh, at North Dallas um, Christian Counseling, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yes. um, f- fantastic place, right? Love being here. Um, Steve Clay, good friend for a long time. Uh, we're, we're both really super old, and you're very young. <laughs> um, but uh, um, anyway, but you, you had some, some time um, before you're about to have your third child. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and uh, we wanted to sit down and just kind of talk about um, just parenting, some things that you've learned. So tell me a little just a bit about your background, kind of how you okay. got into this particular profession, mm-hmm. and then we'll dive into some of the things that you've learned through the years of your work. Okay, awesome. Um, yes, I'm Kaylee Lockett. And I have been counseling professionally um, f- since 2020. Okay. Um, Good so year I to made, come into things, right? Yes, it yeah, was. COVID. It was. <laughs> I did. I switched um, perfect timing from the school system to professional. Okay. So um, you were a teacher before? Year. I was. Oh. I taught um, elementary, so kinder, second, yep. kind of kind of really all around elementary awesome. for four years. And then I was a school counselor for four years. Okay. Very so good. mostly in Oak Cliff down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you from the Dallas area? I'm not. I'm from West Texas. Okay. So Odessa Midland area. Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Okay. Yeah. So we came from the oil field. Um, yes. And I made the switch when I had my first son. Mm-hmm. Um, just more flexible job, being home more. Um, and it was a good switch because it was yeah. right before 2020 anyways <laughs> when the the school system and everything changed Always weird. a lot. Yeah, yeah. We could go back and have a whole <laughs> session about what mm-hmm. happened with COVID, right? Yeah. No, but so you've got uh, two sons of your own and a daughter on the way, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So you're doing the parenting thing, obviously, yes. and like living and learning. Um, mm-hmm. But as a professional counselor, um, you uh, deal with, now I know you deal with uh, children as well, mm-hmm. right? Young teens, girls, um, girls, boys, or just mainly girls? Yeah, I. so I counsel... Um, Children and teens okay. of, of all ages. Okay. I will do boys up till 18. Okay. And then I do also do women. Okay. Um, so I have a lot of parents. Um, and then really every every age, every generation in terms of women yeah. in the office also. Yeah. So. Well, let's talk uh, to our parents okay. um, about just some parenting um you know, one ones some parenting things, um, you know, okay. red flags that you might want to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we're dealing with this from a biblical perspective, right? So you're not just talking about um, counseling in terms of, you know, what our physical needs are, but you're looking mm-hmm. at it in terms of our spiritual needs, like where we are um, as spiritual individuals and walking on that journey. And I know that um, there's an interesting aspect uh, in parenting today um, that so many parents want to be friends with their children uh, Mm -hmm. at a very young age um, and just kind of have that, you know, that bond and that connection. But I think it's very important for parents to realize how important it is for them to play that role of a parent, uh, which includes, right, discipline, which includes Mm -hmm. that training part. Um, When you get parents in for counseling for you, what are some of the things that you're seeing um, that you think, you know what, I think if I could give parents a little 101, a little challenge, checkup. These are yeah. things that I'd be looking for. Okay. Awesome. Um, yes, I love um, 
one of the big reasons I made the switch is so that I could address the spiritual issues. Mm. It was always really hard in a counseling setting to not to see the spiritual needs to and to see to what was something. going on, but not really be able to right. to dig much there. But um, I tend to work a lot with parents in this office when I have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the younger they are, the more I'm working, really consulting with the parents even more Absolutely. sometimes than I'm counseling the child. Right. Um, and so much of um, I think what I see in this office is not necessarily a, a fault of the parent, but a um, a replication of the parent. Sure. So um, we're, we're all broken in weird and yes, unique ways. Yes. <laughs> and, and sometimes when that healing really hasn't occurred, sometimes mm-hmm. we pass on things, even oh, unwittingly yeah. to our children, mm-hmm. um, because those are things that we haven't addressed ourselves. Yes. Right? So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, that's a an interesting aspect as you're seeing it, because mm-hmm. as you see those outgrowths in the children, right, it's like they're learning it at home. Yes. And yes. So those mm-hmm. are things that, you know, need to be addressed uh, as a holistic aspect, right? Mm-hmm. That you yes. can't just look at the child and say, hey, let's let's look at this, let's address this, right? Because they're mm-hmm. going to go back into the home and they're going to re-see it again, they're going to model it, yes. and they're going to try to play mm-hmm. it out again. So what what kind of things yeah. would you say, you know, need to be addressed yeah. from a parenting perspective that gets passed on down yes. to the kids? Well, and I like how you said the word holistic, because that's really how I see counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not an expert in the physical or the mental, you know, I'm not... Um, necessarily, you know, don't understand all of the implications of the body, but I do have, you know, knowledge and training we, we do appreciate, in the umbrella. We're, we're, yeah, we're body, spirit, and soul. So we, <laughs> yes, we appreciate and embodied, that all those are part. Yes. So even things like, I mean, when we talk about anxiety or depression, right, mm-hmm. and somebody says, hey, you need to go exercise. And some people think that's a minimization, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Here's the deal. You are a physical creature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. And when yes. you're tired and when you're stressed, and when, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, so those yeah. things, I think, we need to be able to appreciate, even from a counseling perspective, mm-hmm. that sometimes it's, hey, go get rest. Hey, sometimes, you know, it's go exercise, right? Yeah. And not to minimize mm-hmm. the stress that a person's under, but to realize that hey, if you don't start with the physical part, it's hard to deal with emotional mm-hmm. and spiritual yes. things, right? When when it's like, hey, listen, if you're tired all the time, I mean, I, I watch, unfortunately, a number of young people, right, that mm-hmm. we spend time with, um, you know, who are just sucking down energy drinks like they're mm-hmm. you know it's like like they're candy and i'm like oh my goodness you're 15 years old and you're drinking three energy drinks yes, a day and i'm like yes <laughs> to me right that's mm-hmm. an indication that there's something going on right we're not getting the rest that you know our body mm-hmm. needs and so uh, the anxiety of school the anxiety of family life the anxiety of all these different things coming in there right just kind of plays itself out and so you know i tell parents all the time like look for those things if, if yeah. your kid doesn't have mm-hmm. the energy to be able to manage, right, a normal schedule at 15, 16, 17 years old, it's like, what are they going to do when they're 20 and 30, right? Mm-hmm. When they're like yeah. you, right, who has a professional career, mm-hmm. two kids, one on the way, it's like, you know, you should be the one who's pounded down energy drinks, <laughs> not, not a 15-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. So those yeah. things, when I say holistic, I'm, yes. I'm talking about yeah. that you do pay attention, right, mm-hmm. to all aspects of who you are and the way that mm-hmm. God created you. Yeah, and and I think um, usually when people are coming in here, they're you know, adults and children. Mm-hmm. There's one area that ha- they're seeing a lot of struggles sure. in, right? That right. maybe relationally they're having a lot of problems, or it is more emotional, anxiety, depression. Um, but I always start with okay, let's look at the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the uh, negative and positive, or the you know the healthy and unhealthy habits that we've developed mm. physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. Yeah. We always look at all five of those areas, um, 
And, you know, I like to use the image of a tree here. I usually, almost every client I have, I, they end up leaving with a tree that I've it's, drawn it's a, them. It's a biblical concept, Oh, right? for sure. <laughs> and, I, you know, I kind of got it from other people talking, but really reading through Galatians. And, sure. and, you know, just the image of when people come in here and as parents, we see the fruit. Yes. See the fruit, our children. Yes. Like anxiety is a fruit, yeah. you know, anger is a fruit. Our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are the fruit that we're seeing in our children and ourselves. So we ask, what's the root of that fruit? Yeah, and yes. we usually, we're pretty good as as people at just cutting the fruit off mm-hmm. or yeah. pretending it's not there or stapling on a different fruit that sure. we want to see, you know, um, stapling well, on joy, that? you know. Yeah. And, you know, not really addressing, okay, where is this coming from, True. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and looking at the external factors, you know, what heat in our life, what external circumstance is, um, you know, having an influence in this, not yeah. a direct cause, which is often what we think. Social media is causing my kid to be angry, you know, or social media is causing my kid to be insecure, mm-hmm. right? It's influencing it, but it's not causing it. Right. right? And so being able to understand as a parent and personally what at the roots is being threatened by that outside. But even from a from a parenting perspective, social media, when when I sit Mm -hmm. and I watch everybody else's highlight reel, Mm -hmm. right? And your you know, your vacation and your new this and your new that, right? It it does tend to Right, producing me that anxiety that yes. um, you know I'm I'm missing out on something. Why isn't my life look like that? And mm-hmm. and and you you know you instead of appreciating that which God has given you right and stewarding that which He's entrusted mm-hmm. you with, right? We spend so much of our time looking at what everybody else is doing, and you know yeah. w- w- you know what would I do if I had that life, or wouldn't things be so much easier if I were that? And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, that's not your life, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't even know if it's that's their life, yes, right? It's, yeah. it's what they chose to show you, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, what yeah. what didn't they put on their Facebook page. Yes. So those are things I think from a parenting perspective, Mm -hmm. um, our kids are so right, you know, overwhelmed with it, inundated with it, you know, that because I'm not, you know, a digital native, right. I've come to it after. Right. So I have a a better balance, I think, Mm -hmm. than young people who just, that's all they know. Yeah. And I think that's a, a, you know, a reality for our, for our, from a parenting perspective is, you know, imagine if that's all you knew Mm -hmm. and you didn't really know how to disconnect yourself from that, you know, and how to to manage life from that. So yeah, yeah, young people, it it can have a great influence. It may not be the cause of, Mm -hmm. but it definitely is an influence. Yeah. And I think being able as a parent to judge where you put up, you know, those those external things, mm-hmm. where you put up boundaries, where you put up protections, sure. where you shield them from those things, sure. and then how you also allow those struggles and those sins to reveal kind of how their heart's wired, you mm. know. So is social media threatening your sense of control as a kid, or is it threatening more your need for approval, or your need for perfection, or, you know, this um, idealized version of what is good and right, you know, and so being able to individually know your child's heart, and what social media really is threatening or feeding in them, you know, I think, I think, that's the you know the great question, right? Mm-hmm. When it says train up a child in the way that they should go, mm-hmm. I think it's that idea of do you know your child's heart, right? Yeah. That's that's my job as a parent mm-hmm. uh, is to try to figure out why you know the, the interests, the skills, the abilities, the desires of my child, and and yeah. then to help them right navigate life in a way that God has created for them to be, and not not in the way mm-hmm. necessarily that Dan 
um, always thinks is the best way. Um, but you know, yes. okay, God, how did how did you make uh, my children right? Mm-hmm. And, and what is it that you've created them for? Obviously, first and foremost, for a relationship with Him. Um, and so, I want to model that, right? I want to show them what that looks like. But then also, you know, He's given them um, skills and abilities and talents, and, yeah. and they have to figure out mm-hmm. how to you know take those and do something with them. Yeah. I, I did like how you brought up though the the age old concepts that hasn't changed from the beginning of time, and that is the pressures to fit in, mm-hmm. uh, the pressures to succeed, uh, the pressures to be liked by other people, right? But those things, that hasn't, hasn't changed at all. And so yeah. you know, all the things that we wrestled with, you know, when we were mm-hmm. young people, our kids are going to wrestle with and they have to learn how to navigate as well. And I think from a parenting perspective, right, we need to, we need to own that concept, right? Yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't do life perfectly in, you know, middle school. Our kids mm-hmm. probably aren't going to either. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, what, it, what does that look like? And so when, when you get people in here and you're kind of walking through those things, um, do you feel like people like have to feel like they're perfect, you, you know, kind mm. of growing up in this little society and mm. we, you know, we live in Plano and everybody's got everything perfectly and I've got to fit into that. Do you feel like you, you get some of that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's certain, um, certain groups or cultures or, or places that when, when children are in those spaces, they mm-hmm. feel more of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's part of too, that, um, the tree that I draw, the roots are shaped by the soil that we grow in. Right. Yep. And that soil, there's, there's so many factors, the environment you grew up in, the, relationships that you have, the experiences that you have, the sure. culture that you have, like yeah. all of those things shape. Go towards your soil. Yeah. That's go good. there, that <laughs> soil that's kind of, um, you know, shaping the roots of where you get your identity and yeah. your desires and your purpose and worth, you know, um, which is the heart of who we are. Yeah. And so I think a lot of, you know, even when adults come in, we're looking at that soil, like what is shaping you? You sure. know, what is sort of, um, bending your heart a certain way, you know, you, you, you can't attain what your older brother did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're kind of more bent towards, okay, well then I will sort of become, um, more of the jokester or I'll get my identity and my worth in being funny or in being, um, uh, not perfect, you know, in kind of like sure. uh, doing things my right. own way. Everybody wants attention, and sometimes <laughs> mm-hmm. you realize that bad attention is still attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so right. So, if I'm not my older brother, I had an older sister who was, you know, practically perfect in every way. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and it was that you know, can, can I then get attention by doing something else? Yeah. Right. If mm-hmm. you know, if I can't compete by getting all A's or doing this or that, right? Can I compete by doing something to get attention in other ways? And I think that's yeah. a, that's a reality that as parents. You know that those things play themselves out, and you've mm-hmm. got to pay attention. Why? Why are you acting in a certain way? What mm-hmm. is it that's driving you? What are those things in your soil that are, yeah. you know, that are, are, are doing the, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that are shaping the, the kind of person that you are? And then, how do I help you navigate that? Yeah, because right? at the yeah. end of the day, um, you know, wanting attention is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But but the concept is is right. What what are you trying to get attention for? Right? Yeah. Is it that mm-hmm. you're feeding yourself attention because um, you feel like, you know, you're important and, you know, that you need to be seen? Or do you really realize that God has created you for something great, mm. right? And you need attention because, hey, listen, right? God's given me a message and people need to hear that message. Yeah. And they need to see, right, the fruit that God has put in me, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to bring people to the life that he's given you. And I think that's a, a you know, an interesting mm-hmm. concept. We come from, um, you know, at the school we're at, uh, our parents 
parents are usually, generally speaking, right, a relatively very successful group of individuals. Mm. And so for a young person growing up in a very successful home, Mm -hmm. right, some of that pressure to be successful, right, is part of that soil. Mm -hmm. But the concept is, is, well, what does it mean to be successful then? Yeah. Right? Are we talking Mm -hmm. about successful from God's standards or are we talking about only from the world standard? Yeah. And I think those are two different things, right? As a Christian parent, I want my kids to be successful from God's perspective. Mm. If worldly success comes or if it doesn't, right, that is always a secondary aspect as opposed to what kind of character do you have? What kind of individual are you? Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important question to to, to ask and answer as we're raising our kids. Yeah. And and I think usually what, you know, what we see is that that rootedness is, is separated from where it was originally meant in the Lord, mm. you know, ever since the fall, ever like, since the fall it's separated, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so what we usually see is like, God, God has given us a lot of those desires and shaped mm-hmm. us, you know, in those unique ways. Um, but they become, um, our identity, right. Rather than yeah. Christ. And then, yeah. you know, just spending time in here, looking at that and how we can rest in who God is so that we can reflect him in those unique things that yeah. he's given us. That's a great, you know, th- I mean, they become our identity. Yeah. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the girl who's good at cheerleading mm-hmm. right, becomes the cheerleader. Yeah. Right? The boy who's yeah. good at, you know, you know, arts becomes the artist. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, it's an aspect of it as opposed to a gift that God's given you to use for his glory it becomes our identity. And then mm-hmm. when something yeah. happens, right, you know, the next girl moves in who's a better cheerleader, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, joining in that and celebrating with other people, right now we're competing for that identity. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a difficult place to yeah. be. And I think we have to help our kids realize that is, you know, you don't compete for your identity in Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a child of Christ. He loves you. Uh, so when other people come in, you're right, how, how do you celebrate the successes of other people? Mm, and I think mm-hmm. even as an adult, that's a great question that we have, mm-hmm. right? When there's somebody else at work or somebody else, you know, who's a friend, that something positive happens in their life. Do we celebrate that? Or do we, yeah. oh man, why, why did that happen to them? You know? Yeah. And so those are things that our kids pick up mm-hmm. on. And they, they begin to realize is this this is a constant struggle, right? Not just yeah. for teenagers, yeah. but, but all the way through. So yeah. I'm sure you see some of that as well. Yeah. And we spend a lot of time in here talking about, with kids and adults, really, um, desires that turn into demands. Mm. Oh, so that's good. those heart level things that are <laughs> yeah. good desires that God's given us, and, like yep. success and, and approval and connection with people and so many things that He's given us that are good, um, just like work yeah. and you know, food and sex and all of these things are good things that we desire, but they've turned into demands, Uh things that we have to have. And, you know, whenever you don't get that approval met, you see anxiety, you see depression, you see bitterness when someone else wins and you don't, you know? And so I think paying attention to that fruit as a result of a good thing that's turned into a God thing, a, de- a demand yeah, an um, item, right? rather than so, a desire. So do all of your things, okay, you said a, a desire that turns into a demand, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. Do all of your like catch phrases as you go through in the counseling <laughs> world, do they all kind of rhyme or start with the same letter, right? <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, my husband would say yes. I can, I can yes. remember that. Because okay. <laughs> I'm a very, 
alliteration type person. All my kids have LL names. So oh, I love it. That's I've just so, always loved alliteration. But you can learn. <laughs> but you can learn so much from that. Right? And remember, like I can, yeah. I can walk away with that. Right. What are the desires mm-hmm. that God's given me that have turned into a demand? Mm-hmm. Right. Where, yeah. where now when I don't get them on my timetable um, or according to what I want, right? Then I go back to God and I shake my fist at Him as opposed to saying, "Hey, thank you for this." Yeah. Right? We, yeah. We, we instead of appreciating that mm-hmm. sometimes He actually holds things from us that mm-hmm. we don't need at this yeah. particular time or this particular place, right? We're demanding those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's yeah. good. I love that. And I think that it's it's hopeful for a lot of parents when they come in here to see like, um, it's actually a blessing of the Lord to have allowed this maybe external thing mm-hmm. or even internal thing to kind of produce this fruit that you're really scared and fearful about. But that actually is is loving of him to to reveal now that you can walk alongside them, you know, this struggle or sure. this suffering that allows you to minister to them and to help them see, oh, this is where this comes from. That's kind good. of that Second yeah. Corinthians twelve, like thorn in the flesh of like, hey, in in our weakness, Christ is made stronger. Right. You know, so, so when I a, have it's anxiety, okay. Right. it's okay to deal with weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's okay to say, hey, here's here's why I'm mm-hmm. weak. No, I know that God is going to right be there with me and walk through whatever difficulty yeah. I have. But when I reveal those weaknesses and I realize that God's strength can be mm-hmm. right what I lean on, yeah. then I don't have to be right super mom or super yeah. dad or super husband, yeah. super wife. I can go, yeah, I'm struggling in this area. I need mm-hmm. a little bit of help, right? Yeah, and and modeling that for your kids is huge. It's and I huge. tell that to especially moms yeah. all the time of, you know, when you imperfectly mother or you, you know, Imper- yell or way, scream. <laughs> imperfectly mother. I, <laughs> you could make a, a little throw pillow yeah. that says it, right? <laughs> imperfectly Imperfect mothering. mothering, yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that. That's a huge it is. opportunity to yeah. show the gospel of like, hey, like, you know, I'm I'm angry. Yeah. You know, that's revealing something about my heart yeah. and and being able to show your kids their their own self sufficiency, their tendency to rely on themselves yep. um rather than the Lord allows them to you to teach them to repent and to run back to him and to to lay that aside and just to continually run back to Jesus as that fruit is sort of the check engine light of, hey, there's something going on in your heart, you know? Like, usually fruit in all of us leads us to condemnation, you know, rather than a connection with the Lord. Like, he desired, he created emotions in order that they draw us back to him. I like that. You know, but... It creates a condemnation instead of a connection. So now, like, the C's going over there. There we go. There's another alliteration there, remember? I like it. Um, It it is interesting, though, because um, I see that, especially in characters in the Old Testament, right, Mm -hmm. where... um, you know, a lot of the New Testament is focused on the life of Jesus, right? Which is fantastic. But one of the things that you don't see Jesus do is apologizing for making mistakes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, mm. sorry, you know, doesn't do that. But one of the things you see in the Old Testament, right, is a lot of mistakes that were made mm-hmm. by some great men and women of the faith, yeah. right? Uh, the life of David, right, which is where we are studying right now. There are some really, really great things that he does. There are some really, yeah. really awful things that he does. Um, mm-hmm. There's some repentance, right? There's some asking mm-hmm. for forgiveness. There's some, you know, my bad, my mistake, right? And then there's also some sweeping things under the carpet, right? Yeah. Which which you learn from that is like, listen, here's the deal. You can sweep it under the carpet, but it'll grow. It'll fester. Yeah. It'll come back 10 times worse than it was before. Yeah. And so those are things that, you know, that you can listen and you can learn from 
by paying attention to the characters in scripture and what, what am I supposed to pull out of this and what am I supposed to learn from this and to realize that, yeah, it's, it's right. Sin in my life is not to be a condemnation, right? But it's mm-hmm. meant to say, hey, this is what Christ paid for. Yeah. And if you would allow him to forgive you and to heal you and to repent of that, mm-hmm. it can be something, it can be yeah. actually a strength in your life. Yeah. And, and sin and suffering, you know, mm. because I see a lot of both in here yeah. or, or all three, right? Yeah. Sometimes we use a triangle of saint, sufferer, and sinner. Um, like we are all of those at one time. And yep. sometimes things fall into both of those categories, sure. you know, like yeah. sometimes we're suffering, suffering can come as, from sin. Yeah. Sometimes suffering can just come from a broken world. Yeah. Or we respond to suffering and sin, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think yep. helping our children see that full, full picture too, like, but, but we're also a saint, you know, and like Christ yes. has covered that. And that those, both of those things draw us back to him is huge, you know? Um, but I think that's that's one of the biggest things in here that we do is just continually pointing back to what what are these emotions that God has given us? How are those? How do those connect us to Christ yeah. um, and to each other? Yeah. You know, attunement with your child and with yourself and with the Lord is really hard in our culture. Mm-hmm. Like attuning to the needs, stepping back to to really check in with what is going on with me emotionally and mentally. You know, I'm so busy that I don't even really know what I'm feeling or why, or even what I'm thinking about this situation. I think just the ability to, as you said, it's, we're so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we forget life, right? Used to run, not, not that there wasn't a ton of work to do before, but I think life ran at a little bit slower mm, pace yeah. that you could kind of stop and reflect and you had time to rest yeah. and relax. And, and there was more of kind of the, the, the rhythm even of, mm-hmm. right, when, when, you know, when the sun went down, right, you know, yeah. before electricity, right, think back. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. had to, in a sense, kind of slow yourself down. Yes. And I think now, in some ways, right, we, we can stay awake 24-7, 365, mm-hmm. and we just go, 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 go. And, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is God in his grace <laughs> – forces slowness to come into yes. our life, right? Yeah. And, and you know, w- whether that can be a depression. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think, you know, a depression is kind of God saying, hey, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. Like you, you yeah. can't do everything, right? Yeah. You can't be responsible for everything. And so yeah. I think that's a great reminder that not only for ourselves, but for our kids, yes. when our family r- life runs so quickly that we don't have time to sit around the dinner table and just chat and just enjoy each other and just laugh and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of have meaningful conversations. But not everything even needs to be right? A meaningful programmed conversation. I see so many of our Christian parents are kind of like, well, you know, I've I've got to have, you know, my discipleship time and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. Mm -hmm. And everything's got to be this great conversation. I'm like, sometimes it's just, you know, a meaningless conversation that turns into something that's meaningful later, Mm -hmm. right? You can't just program meaningful all the time. Sometimes it's just spending time with your kids and you don't have an agenda, Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I, I love it. It's a great reminder to our Mm -hmm. parents. Just enjoy the time with the kids. Yeah, and we talk a lot in here about um, limits and capacity, okay. like that we are actually Those are not created. The same letter, I know. Okay, I'm, I know. Well, I'm gonna we'll work to, on I'm that. I'm gonna have to think about that. One. <laughs> okay. Kaylee's gonna go back. Listen to this. Limits and capacity. Yeah, is that what gotta, it was? We gotta find the we other find C. The other, yeah, the other C or other mm-hmm. L. We'll work on that. But let's go back to your limits and capacity. Yeah, um, <laughs> God has created us limited. He's unlimited. He's infinite. I know. And we are. And not. we are not. <laughs> and I think we, that's we one of the not. characteristics of God. Yeah. The most in our culture that we try to to be right, uh-huh. and, and technology has made us feel like we are omnipotent, does, it? omniscient, yes. unlimited. Yeah. You know, because well, it's, it's it gives weird. us that like like that whole unquote. like all knowing. 
right? Yeah. But, it, but it's crazy because it's like I know so much about things that I have no idea what I what I'm even talking about, right? Yeah. I know yeah. about you know countries on the other side of the world that. Right. If you'd mm-hmm. asked me 20 years ago, do you even know there exists? It's like, no. And no. now I know who yeah. the president is and I know that they're at war and I'm concerned mm-hmm. about the people who are refugees. Yes. there. And I'm like, wait, that concept, you're right, is such a, th- a, a difficulty for us because yeah. we are not unlimited. And so mm-hmm. we can't take on all yeah. the cares of the world, yeah. all the concerns, right, that we can trust God to be unlimited mm-hmm. and all knowing totally. and all powerful. Yeah. Right? But we don't have to be. Yeah. And, and so many of my kids and my adults that come in here are, that's part of kind of what's Mm. caused a lot of this, the fruit that they're experiencing, whether it's anxiety or depression or relational issues, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be, is they're operating outside of their capacity continually, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, relationally, like they're, they're um, acting as if they are unlimited and just a reminder of in different seasons, you're going to have different limits yeah. and capacity. I've, I've noticed that one of the things, um, children of divorce, right? Mm. So my parents divorced when I was in my 30s. So I was really never a child of divorce. I was an adult of divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um, but children of divorce grow up a little bit quicker, mm. right? Because yeah. in a sense, they, ca- they have to take on some of the adult and parent responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Some of the conflict that you would normally watch two adults work out. Right now, mm-hmm. the adults are not working out in front of them. And so yeah. as, as a child, you just kind of grow up. And I think that's one of the things that you just you kind of see that with all of our kids now. Right. They're all kind of growing up a little bit too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our sixth graders are kind of like our 12th graders a few years ago. Our 12th yeah. graders are like 30. Right. And it's just allowing them to slow down a little bit and and to work within their capacity. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, you're going to struggle with this. You're going to right. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to work through this. You're going to have to yeah. deal with this. Right. But let's let's deal with, you know, sixth grade issues in sixth grade not 12th grade issues in sixth grade. Let's deal yeah. with eighth grade issues in eighth grade, you mm-hmm. know, not 20 year old issues. And I think that's, yeah. a, that's a difficult thing. Pornography for boys mm-hmm. has opened up a whole different world of dealing with, right. Them being exposed to things yeah. from a sexual standpoint that, you know, you know, oh, people sure. who are my age have never seen before. Right. Yeah. But they they have a whole different world. And so it causes them to grow up, but unfortunately, right, they don't have the maturity to grasp a lot of the things that they're seeing and that they're hearing and, th- and that they're wrestling with. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that idea is, you know, okay, you're, you're dealing with, you know, things that are beyond your capacity. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why we, we see a lot of um, children and adults who kind of got stuck maybe mm. emotionally, mentally, relationally at certain points in their life. Sure. You know, wh- why you see an adult male who's still acts like a, a kid when he yeah. gets upset or when he doesn't get his way, you know, or or an adult female who still responds to social dynamics the way she did when she was a teenager. Yeah. You know, I think we, our kids are getting stuck more um, in the developmental stages sure. because they're not, they are being exposed to things emotionally, mentally, relationally that are above their ability to to handle it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what trauma is. When, when I see trauma in oh, here, yeah. it is the, you know, an event or an experience that happened to you that you were not, um, capable at the time to handle emotionally and mentally, yep. Yep. you know, that completely overwhelmed you. Um, and so it, it, it creates a stuckness, you sure. know, you get stuck even, you know, neurologically, yep. like it, you're stuck in that, in that place. And, and it, it's a, it's, I think it's kind of a grace that God gives your brain 
to, mm. right? Oh, yeah. To, in a sense, kind of put a pause on that mm-hmm. and then move on because you got to wake up the next morning and go on with life. Yeah. But that, that pause is something that if you don't ever go back and kind of yeah. wrestle through and walk through and talk through and, and mm-hmm. work through, yeah. it can affect the rest of your life. And and, yeah. and and the way that you see yourself and the way that you see, right? Because you're like, why, why do I continue to have a problem with this? Why do I continue to, why, why does this continue to bother me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's something from your childhood that yeah. just kind of got stuck yeah. there. And and you need to work through that. And I think our culture plays into that in a huge way because we don't like suffering Mm. and we don't like the long, hard road of healing. You know, countries all over the world, they experience even more trauma than we do. But they handle it so differently because they know it's part of life. It's a, yeah, it's a, and they're yeah. willing to to put in the hard work and do the the steadfastness yeah. of healing. That's and a I great think... way of putting it because because here, right, we have produced a culture mm-hmm. that we're not supposed to suffer. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. Right. I mean, we we have every technology. Yeah. Um, we we've gotten rid of every illness and every sickness and mm-hmm. everything under the sun. Right. Yeah. And so you know we should wake up every day. Uh, and it should be right Disney easy. World, right? Mm-hmm. It should be easy. It should be comfortable, <laughs> yeah. right? But yeah. the reality is, is God does not allow us, yeah. in His graciousness, <laughs> yeah, to go through life of just ease and comfort yeah. because we'll never learn not only our limitations in that, but we'll never know His great capacity. Exactly, we'll, we'll never know God's greatness mm-hmm. if we don't ever need Him to be great. Yeah, yeah. His plan, His control. Sure. You know, we want all of that, yes. and I think. That's the beauty of suffering, even as your children suffer. You know, of course, we don't want our children to suffer, but being able to see what the Lord can do in it for our children and ourselves, you know, and and so I think that's a huge part of it because a lot of teenagers and people come to me and they've already been on meds, right? I think the thing that makes me so sad the most is seeing how our culture is just like thrown drugs at these teenagers that are experiencing anxiety and depression. Yeah. Not that I'm against medication because I think sometimes it is needed, but not as a first resort yeah. and not to a teenager who still has a lot to learn and, and to process, you know, but it's a lot quicker and it's a lot easier than coming into counseling and digging and digging into all these holistic factors at play in your anxiety and depression sure. for a year or you know, a year or more, because it's probably been developing for a year or more yep. over time. Yep. Um, but, but it, you know, we're more unwilling to do that because we have things to do and we don't have time to, to, to spend emotionally. You know, I think that's what we see with the little kids too. Like we have to remember and we're, we're reteaching parents almost how to parent even children because we don't have time for you to have a fit. We don't have time for you to have emotions, like get over it stop you know like we're we don't we're not even patient enough to go through the developmental milestones with our kids because there's too much we got to get done we don't have time to stop and so the terrible twos we we don't have time for the terrible twos anymore right so we just you got to be grown (laughs) but instead of saying right i'm what i'm what i'm doing is i'm training my kids how to deal with issues right the reality Mm -hmm. is as well Training takes a lot of time too. So how do I medicate my kid through the two-year-olds? Yeah. Right? So that they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're relaxed, they're easy, right? I just move yeah. through. How do, how do I put, and can I tell you, one of the biggest medications that we give our kids is technology. Mm, yeah. Right? I mean, you, you, I'm telling, I'm tell, how many, how many mm-hmm. um, you know, car rides did I have as a young person, right? Looking yeah. out the window and just kind of, you know, yeah. are we there yet? Are we Learning there yet? Learning to be bored. Can I tell you, you're, I mean, as, with a kid with ADD, right? If you gave me technology back then, I never would have complained. I could no. have been on a 10-hour car ride and I'd have been great. Yeah. The problem is, is that when I put down the technology and I have mm-hmm. to learn to deal with life, it's like I wouldn't have known how to do that. I yeah. wouldn't have developed yeah. a 
patience or perseverance. Not that I was super patient anyway, but I wouldn't have been anywhere. Right. And so that, that immediacy that, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of, Hey, I can give my kid this and they will be, you know, kind and and polite. Well, the, the thing is they'll be quiet. And, mm-hmm. and they won't participate in anything. But when you try to engage them in life, right, you've you've produced yeah. in them, you know, an inability to actually engage in meaningful conversations with real yeah. people. And right, they'd rather go to their technology and deal with games. Yeah. And it's like, that's a difficult place to be as a young person because eventually, right, you're going to want to be around other kids and play mm-hmm. with them. And eventually you're going to want to be in a dating relationship. And right, I mean, those things, it's like you've shortchanged that young person to learn those difficult things that, hey, we made it through the terrible twos, right? Mm-hmm. We've taught you how to do these things. We've got you ready for meaningful yeah. relationships that you're going to want later on. And a lot of our parents are shortchanging those things, and that's yeah. sad. Yeah, and, and I think too the self regulation for that is huge. Yeah. I mean, we see an inability to regulate emotions because we've handed kids stimulus yes. stimuli yep. in place of learning how to regulate those emotions and even how to identify them. So there's a whole host of people who don't know what they're feeling and why, yeah. and how to calm it and how to address it. Yeah. You know, and I think. That's also a result of us as parents, because even if we didn't grow up that way, we've sort of adapted as well. And we, you know, we have a tree too, right? And and often the (laughs) threats to our tree are our children. You know, when I am like, have a task I want to get done, my kids are the worst, right? Because... They want funny my how, attention. Funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> but also, house, right? it okay. threatens me. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm productivity is what I value right now. This is at the, at the heart what I want. Yeah. And you're threatening that, so it's causing me to be angry. It's causing me to respond differently than I would normally because what I want right now, you're threatening. Yeah. You know? And so I think we have to first model okay, mommy got mad because she was really wanting to do this thing and yeah. you, you know, you were interrupting it, but yeah. I, you know, I need but, to love I, you right, more I, than I love exactly, this thing. But I still shouldn't get mad. Doesn't yeah. mean what you did was right. Right. And we mm-hmm. need to understand that, but it doesn't yeah. mean that I get, I, I have, you know, the permission then. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that we see, right? We give ourselves permission to respond to somebody doing something wrong by doing something wrong in response. Yeah. It's like, no, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's not permission to, to get mad, to get angry. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that in a relationship, right? Yeah. Um, you know, when I do something, you know, that's, that's not loving, right? My wife has a choice now to respond in a way that says, hey, I can address this. Right. But I can address this either by, you know, yelling and screaming at him or I can say, hey, that hurt me and we need to deal. You know, it's, and yeah. so it's same thing from a parenting perspective mm-hmm. when your kids do something yeah. wrong. Right. Do we yell and scream at them or do we say, hey, I want to correct this, but I need to correct this in a way. Right. That's still going to be honoring to you as who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a son and daughter of Christ. Right? Yeah. That that's that's a that's a super, super important reminder for us as, as parents. And, and we deal because kids are going to frustrate us. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right, when you bring them into the world. Right. The, the mm-hmm. things that right, you, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, help them understand. Right. When, you know, when, you know, mommy or daddy's working on a particular project. Right. I need you to be able to, you know, take care of something over here and not necessarily, you know, be super needy at this particular time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, they're children. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. that's part of the training process. Yeah. If you're going to bring kids into the world, right, yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> and you're not going to be willing to do the training and you're just going to hand technology yeah. to them, you are shortchanging them for having a successful life later on as well. Yeah. And, and I, I've had countless times when I've started counseling a, a, a child, mm-hmm. right, and it ends up being 
I think I need counseling more yeah, than them, yeah. you know, because it's it's this child <laughs> that has yeah. drawn out all of these things from mm. the heart that the parent never knew. You know, that was kind yeah. of my experience yeah. as a teacher. It's like I became a teacher. I was like, oh, my goodness, where is all this stuff coming from? I've never been an angry person or I've never been an anxious person. And, you know, it was the job that revealed in me. You know, the Lord kind of used uh, to kind of bring to the surface these things of sure. the heart, these idols yeah. of the heart that I didn't even know were there. It's amazing and how he does that, isn't it? Parenting is <laughs> for sure one of those very sanctifying things that, you it know, is. parents in here, and, and then they realize too, you know, your attachment, the attachment you had as a child, sure. um, the t- just attachment theory, the more I've studied, the more it, you know, it's not a biblical concept, of course, but it very much, so many of these, these ideas you're like, oh yes, like scripture talks about that. Yeah. You know, like that's a so, that's so something what's, God what's created. This attachment theory, um, sort of just, and you know, it's one of those things that I'm sure all the teenagers see on TikTok because they've come in here, they they know all about it. You okay. know, <laughs> but it's just um, sort of the way you were raised, even before you were born as mm-hmm. a baby, the way you were attached to, right? So having a parent who um, was sort of dysregulated themselves. Okay didn't have sort of that emotional stability gotcha. um, from the way they were raised sure. and parented. Sure. You know, it's kind of that generational sin, if you want to think about it in biblical terms yeah. of, yeah. or that, that trauma that is re-traumatizing to each generation of um, the aloof parent who can't emotionally engage, who detaches mm. when you have emotions. So yeah. you learn that emotions are not good and you learn how to, uh, you know, detach too. Yeah. Or the insecure child who who needs from their parent, but they can't always give them that emotional stability. So they almost become part of you. They don't develop a healthy me, you, we, right? Totally. There's too much we yep. in one situation or there's too much me. Yeah. There's not a balance of, um, you know, learning and scaffolding for our kids as they grow older. We are their, their world and their identity, right? And, and teaching them these emotional and mental developmental milestones and stages um, in healthy ways because we never developed them in those healthy ways. And so I think – That's good, yeah. That's a know, good thing. That's a good pro- thought process to work through. I always love this. I, mean, I, I, I tell my kids constantly um, – the greatest thing you can do as a parent is connect your kids to Christ. Oh yeah. Because right. As a parent, I've got plenty of flaws and failings. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and my concept is, uh, of course, right. As my kids growing up in my home, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see them and you're going to experience them. But the reality is, is you don't have to repeat them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to have your own, but you don't have to repeat my failings when you're attached to your true, right. Heavenly father, right. Mm-hmm. God can take all those things and he can teach you and he can re- redeem, um, yeah. you know, the years that the locust has eaten. He can mm-hmm. take my failings and make them into something successful for you. And so I think the thing is, is we don't want to, I don't want to limit my kids to my parenting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I want them to tap into, right. The word mm-hmm. of God and to grasp the concept of, this is God's wisdom that he wants to give you. Dan yeah. Panetti is a parent. You know what? Even on my best day, right? Yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to, I'm going to fail you right mm-hmm. on my worst day. It's going to really be ugly. Yeah. But the concept is, is like, listen, all I'm trying to do is point you to right, yeah. the perfect parent. 
Yeah. Right. You need to learn parenting from him. Mm-hmm. Right. And go back through and, and read the word of God and spend yeah. some time in that and steep yourself in, and get your identity from who he wants you to be. Right. Cause I'm, I'm going to fall short of that. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's a, you know, a great thing for our parents is listen, you know, that's your most important role as a parent mm-hmm. uh, is to be the one who constantly points them yeah. to Christ. Yeah. And I think even in attachment theory, they talk a lot about ruptures in relationship and okay. repairing them. Mm. And, that being the most influential factor of attachment style. So when it's not about you perfectly meeting them where they are every time, mm-hmm. but when you imperfectly do it, do you repair it? Do you teach them that there's things happening and this is how you go back That's and you good. repair yes. that connection? And that mirrors the yeah. biblical act of forgiveness yeah. and repentance. It's reconciliation you know, all of over like, again. Do right. I as a parent, when I mess up or when I have an emotion, mm-hmm. come to you and model like, oh, hey, when I'm angry, in your anger, do not sin, yeah. right? Like I sinned so, so, in my anger, but it was uh, it was okay yeah. I got angry at you for disobeying, yep. but it wasn't okay that I reacted the way that I did and making that reconnection with them. Yep. Because that reconnection as a child with you, first of all, is what sets the foundation for them to be able to reconnect with Christ. Yes. If they have a parent that they they were never able to like reconcile with, <clears throat> it's really hard to understand how Christ reconciles with us yep. because of what we saw modeled growing up was yep. so different. Obviously, it's still possible, yeah. right? Like I have those adults, 60-year-old adults who are first realizing that you know, in this office, but as a parent, how cool to be able to model grace, reconciliation, repair and repentance, I love it. you know? Yeah. Um, so it models a lot of those yeah. already and psychological even, even though I said Jesus never made any mistakes, so we don't get to see him, right, ask for forgiveness. We do get to see him seeking out reconciliation, mm. right, when, mm-hmm. right, Peter, right? Peter denies him. So what do we see Jesus do? He goes and finds Peter fishing, right? Makes him breakfast, and he's basically like, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Right? Yeah. For the three times that you denied me, it's that reminder of, listen, you're my kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? you, yeah. can, you can deny me all you want. The thing is, is I'm not denying you, right? Yeah. When he tells David, right? He's like, listen, I'm not going to leave you like I did Saul. And so here's what we're going to do something different. I'm making a covenant with you. And you see that in a sense mm-hmm. that God is always the one moving toward us. Yes. Right. Yeah. Even when we're stuck in, in our mm-hmm. sin, right? When you know, mm-hmm. while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. And and you get that idea that okay, so as a parent, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. When I yeah. make a mistake, I can move toward the person that I've wounded and I've hurt yeah. and I can say, Hey, I'm I'm sorry. Will you mm-hmm. please forgive me? Because Christ moved towards us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We we didn't deserve it. And mm-hmm. yet he showed us that grace, right? And he forgave us. And so that's what we do as parents. Yeah. And and, and it. it's so cool to hear that like that's spiritually how it works, mm. but that scientists have even found that that's physiologically how it works. Isn't that funny? You know, I mean, it's just so cool <laughs> yeah. to see how Almost science. God created the universe yeah. and made things work away yeah. the way that he designed them to be. In your yeah. yeah, that your nervous system calms when you are yes. reconnected to, you know, your your creator and to the people that are in your, your care, yeah. you know? That's so good. So it's so just good. really cool that... All of those things are okay. So I'm I'm thrilled you're here, right? You are a um, a tremendous resource um, as a you know, as a as a counselor, right? As a you know a, a godly young woman um, who's doing this life on her own, raising her own <laughs> kids, um, but also right with an education and a background that can really help us, um, you know, as parents raising kids. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. when we get to those points where we say, hey, I could use a little bit of extra insight and help, a little bit yeah. of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I'll put your, you know, the name, the number, right, how to get a hold of you in the show notes yeah. so parents can reach out to you. I know um, you've got a little bit of, you know, time coming yeah. up as, <laughs> as, you know, baby number three is coming mm-hmm. along and we're going to have an L, another L name. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh, <laughs> stick with those. I love that. Um, but uh, I, I just appreciate the time um, yeah, to pass on a little bit of that wisdom and experience. But I also know that, you know, some of our parents, might be reaching out to you professionally. Yeah. So mm-hmm. take care of them as they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would say that to know when you need to reach out for help okay. from a like professional counselor for your kids is when there is a lot of muddied waters in terms of what, what spiritually is going on, what mentally is going on mm. emotionally, physically, because we are such a, you know, complex creature Amen. and counseling is even more complex. Like, than, you know, taking them to the doctor because it's more um, objective, right? Counseling is more subjective. Okay, there's all these factors. So um, having someone help you kind of sort through, okay, what of this is a cognitive deficit or a cognitive, like, struggle? Mm -hmm. You know, what of this is an emotional stuckness or maturity that we need to grow this skill? And then what of it is sin sin and character that needs to be developed? Because I think we can get – as parents, you you know them the most, but mm-hmm. you also are really close to it. Mm-hmm. So having that help of, okay, we're seeing a lot of this fruit that just doesn't make sense. And we don't know if it's an actual deficit in skill or we don't know if it is an actual like social factor that's mm-hmm. going on or if it is an emotional sin, spirit, spiritual thing, yeah. you know. Um, and so I think that's that's when you kind of seek out help. And why I love being a resource because there's there's a lot of counselors, right? Even Christian counselors, but that are very secular in nature. Of you, you go to them and it's an immediate. Okay, this is the path we take. Okay, right? Rather than factoring in, you know, as an embodied soul, um, the spiritual nature of things as well. So that's what that's what I I would suggest for when you you get help. I think you have to. To, to factor that in because I think it, at the core of who you are, that's the essence of our being. So if, if I'm yeah. going to sit down and, and help you navigate life and I don't take into the very essence of the way God created you, mm-hmm. right? I don't think the help that I'm offering you really yeah. is getting to right the core of the problem that you're struggling with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that you do that. Very awesome. good. Kaylee, thanks for your time. Yes. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.